Your business has a hidden treasure chest buried deep inside it with tens of thousands of dollars that you don't even realize is currently sitting there. Let's chat about how we can unlock it and get it out of there. Wow. Mm. What do you mean there's a hidden treasure chest in my business? Where is it? (laughs) Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There's actually two. There's actually two. Or it's a segmented treasure chest. Yes, I have the map for you. You, Does it have, is it like a pirate map? Like a treasure map? I wish it was. How much much better would life be? Uh, I don't know if it'd be better actually, but how much, how how fun would life be if we had a treasure map? Like we, we came into this world when we hit 10, someone handed us a treasure map. And uh, it was the like secret location to all the riches and all the wealth that we could possess. And we effectively just had to go through the steps. Is this on your particular business? So is it your personal treasure? It is your personal treasure. Every one of you business owners out there right now, you have so much money inside your business that you don't even know is there. Okay. That it's about time you unlock. All right. Can you actually start explaining what I we're am, talking about? I am, I am. So as I said, I'm actually going to change it and there's two hidden treasure chests. Two hidden treasure chests. Or there's treasure one chest. treasure chest with two compartments inside it. Okay. And you need to have both the keys and the keys are really simple. You have to understand that there is a difference between your income and your expenses. Yep. Now, we happen to have a genius on the call. You. When it comes to <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking around, where are they? You. <laughs> you look at the accounts of so many businesses every single day. Yes. And one of the big things, you do it with ours all the time. You're like, Mitch, where's this? Mitch, where's that? Expenses. Yeah. People do not realise how much money they are wasting inside their businesses with the expenses. One of my favourite things that I do, that I come across is people looking at their profit and loss statements over a few months. So you can see July... August, September, October, all next to each other. And if someone asks you, hey, why did you spend $3,000 more this month? You should roughly know what that was. Most people don't, but. No, that's it. Most people say, oh, I have no idea what that is. And generally that's just due to the fact that they don't look at it often. Um, They just spend the money because it's there, but they don't go back and review what impact did this expenditure have. On my business. Mm-hmm. So it's all about reviewing. Like, wh- what does it actually do for me if I spend this money? Um, do I know, okay, in December I took my team out for like a Christmas party and that's why entertainment expenses in that month went up because I want to make sure that I reward everyone for a good year. So obviously that's one of those things that you can identify quite quickly. But if you see other costs creeping up and you're not aware of it, then there is hidden savings in there, Mm -hmm. which I guess is what you want to see in your treasure chest. Well, the big thing that I think a lot of people don't think about is that expenses have to be paid for in a business, right? Mm. And so it's like if you go out and earn a dollar of revenue, that dollar has to be split up to pay so many different things. Yep. Yep. So what we have to do is we effectively have to go and do more revenue to increase the profits so that we can go and spend those profits on other things. And so if we're running at a 20% net profit, Mm. that effectively means that for every $1,000, we have $200 that we could spend on additional things above and beyond what we currently have. Yep. So what that means is if you are currently sitting there right now and you are spending a dollar that you don't need to be spending, on a 20% net, it's actually $5 in revenue to cover that expense. 
And so that's a huge saving. So if you go and save yourself $1,000 a month, mm. you're actually saving yourself having to go and generate $5,000 in revenue a month. Yep. So that in itself is just a massive savings. And so what I'm saying to you all is that the first hidden dress is your expenses. Reduce them down to the lowest possible amount that they can be to generate the current revenue that you have. And then start spending more only if you see a return on the spend. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, you can't save your way to wealth. Oh, <laughs> shit. That almost fell over. But Which would have been <laughs> funny because you're sitting down. Yes. <laughs> Chair just moved. Um, you can't save yourself to wealth. So when Mitch says reduce your expenses to a level that allows you to reach the same revenue that you're reaching right now with uh, expenses, the, the point is that if you're saying, okay, I'm going to ex- cha- like change my spendings, I'm going to stop all advertising. Like Those dollars are well spent if that's the main reason that your work is coming in. Mm. If you're spending money on advertising that doesn't actually bring any new work in, yes, cut that out. Um, maybe replace it with advertising that actually works. Yep. But when you review your expenses, you can't just say, I'm just going to sp- stop spending money altogether because that money that you're spending actually keeps everything going and growing. Oh, I feel like you're on a rhyme fest today. Am I? Going and growing, self to wealth, self to wealth. Yeah. Yep. Save your way to wealth. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You're a lyrical genius today. Did you watch 8 Mile on the holidays or something? <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> did, I did you actually? Uh, my eight-year-old son <laughs> has become obsessed with Eminem uh, and I recently had to explain what a certain word was. Uh, to him and his friend, and it's hilarious listening to them try and pronounce that word. But anyway, I'm not going into it. Uh, we can talk about that when you aren't all going to think that I'm a terrible father. Okay, good. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to the treasure chest. Okay, so we've talked about the expenses one, all right? Mm. The whole point here is that you think of it as a lemon, all right? And your, 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 real, your reality here is that you should be trying to squeeze as much juice out of that lemon as you can. Every dollar that you've got that you're currently spending can you get a better return on that? Can you get more lemon juice from a certain lemon? All right. Let's talk about the next treasure chest. What is it? It's the current customers. It's the current income that you already have. It's the so current things that you revenue. currently possess. Yep. Learning how to turn that into more. And I feel that so many people don't do this. Is that they're consistently out there hunting for new clients. And you should be out there hunting for new clients. But on the flip side, you should also be allocating the same amount of resources and the same amount of time and mental energy into learning how to take each customer and making them worth more revenue, more profit, more referrals, more. Yeah. And then if we're talking, if we're tying that back into each other, the money that you spend to find that customer in the first place, if you can actually service them more and they become a lifetime customer of yours the cost of acquisition actually goes down because they will stay with you longer over the time. Yeah, the twofer is that you effectively, let's say you used to spend a dollar to acquire a client and Mm -hmm. from each client you got $2. Yep. The difference there is a dollar. Yep. Really simple. But let's say that we can take that and we spend 50 cents to acquire a client and that client is now worth $2.50. Now we're at $2.00. So we've got the exact same things there. We've taken the same spend, but we've got it to a more efficient manner. We've reduced how much it costs us. And we've also increased the amount we get from each customer. We're now making double 
the amount for effectively the same amount of effort because the customer is the effort. What we do in that space and what, it, it, what the resources are that are required to generate that money is the effort. I want to go into a bit more of a like, specific example on how people are leaving that treasure chest of their customers, their current mm -hmm. yep. customers closed. Okay. So I actually have a, a good one in this and it's so far removed from what we talk about normally. Uh, normally we talk electrical, we talk plumbing, we talk uh, builders, we talk, you know, this and that. But I was actually on the call the other night with a guy who runs what I would call a very successful flooring company. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Mitch, how do, I, how do I extract more value from the current client? Like we go in and we, we do their house. And I said, okay, well, just give me a bit more of a rundown about that. And he said, look, normally we go on in and people want to get there and they do wooden flooring. And people mm -hmm. want to get normally um, their hallways and the living room and the kitchen and all these kind of things done. And I was like, okay, cool. So I've got two different ideas for you. First idea is that when you go in, you actually provide them with some additional quotes, which is how much it's going to cost to do what they're asking, but then also how much it'll cost to get the bedrooms done as well. And he was like, okay, that's really simple. It's only going to take an extra five minutes, but the reality is that the additional quote there could be to the value of, you know, on the average home, an extra $20,000. And I was like, okay, cool. So now we've got an additional quote. Now let's say one in five people after they've lived with your beautiful wooden floors for six months go, wow, these would be beautiful in the bedrooms. Mm. Now as long as you have a quote follow-up process, then you have a higher chance of converting that because you've already given them that service and you've already to told them exactly how much it'll cost. Yep. It's like, man, that sounds great. And I was like, okay, secondly, what I also want you to think about is every time that you finish a home, you have an ongoing service package for the client. There's two different parts to it. One, you provide them with chemicals that they can use to actually clean the floor so that they aren't using the harsh chemicals which wooden floors shouldn't have used on them. Yep. And two, you also put them in touch with a cleaning company that specialises in cleaning once a month, whatever it might be, wooden floors. Yeah. Yep. And so what you've got there is you've got additional services and sales that you can put in, which means that the average customer, yes, might currently make you or generate you $30,000. But if we just put in those other two things, even if you only sell the cleaning products to them at $150, mm. that $150, and this math work, worked out perfectly for them, I said, can you please open up your Google Ads? They opened up their Google Ads. Currently, it's costing them $120 to convert a client, mm. sorry, to get a lead, and they currently converted around 80%. The maths worked out that the actual cost for them to acquire a client was around about $150. Yep. So if they can just sell these products to a client, they actually reduce and remove their whole advertising budget yeah, well. and negate it, which means that they can scale infinitely. Because if you can remove the amount it costs you to get clients, then there is nothing holding you back from getting as many as you want. Mm. And so I think a lot of people out there, they don't understand the power of the other things, the other accompanying items that you can have that you could be selling to your clients. And even if it's not a big amount of money, it's additional profit. You know, we know what our profit margins are and we know that if we can increase something by X or sell something additionally to those clients by X, it doesn't just add a tiny amount to our profit margins. Mm. It can increase it by 30, 50, 100, 200, 300%. Mm. I think it's reviewing what do you do for your customers and how can you just add on to that. So 
what else do they need that you can provide? What falls into your service criteria? What can or you do for them? Sometimes it's not even, and as I said with the last one, sometimes it's not even what do you provide. But how can you put them in touch with someone else that provides something mm. that could either accompany what you do or be outside of that sphere, which you could also receive some form of revenue from? Yep. It's, it's that long-term relationship again, isn't it? Like coming back to, if we're talking about flooring, that has to be redone, refurbished, repolished after X amount of years or months. So if you have an automated outreach program or a system where you can just get in touch with your customers that you already have and say, hey, we installed this for you six months ago. It's time to do um, the next thing or the next step. Like, just let's make sure it's still in good condition. Um, book in here. Yep. If you're a landscaper, mm. you know, you go in, do, do a landscaping job. At the end of that, you should be putting them in touch with someone that could mow the lawn. Yep. You know, someone that can do the weeding, someone that can do the additional things if you don't offer that service as well. Yep. Because then that keeps the relationship going. They will always remember that you are the one that put them in touch with Steve. Yep. Yep. And that makes it that, you know what, it gives you more long-term chances to do more. But you know what, maybe Steve gives you a kickback. For every client you give him, maybe he gives you some additional revenue. It's also the Steve makes sure that it still looks good. So if people see your garden... And it looks really nice because it's been maintained. Um, word of mouth, it does work as well. There's, it's, you know, if you only rely on word of mouth, your growth might be a bit slower. Um, you, you know, don't rely on just one system there. But you can then say, hey, this is, we built this, we made this, and it's over time, it doesn't age, it still looks good. You couldn't have planned this thing better. So on a call on Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday or it was Monday, uh, we had a whole host of new clients that had jumped into the platform on one of their calls. Um, and we were talking about a certain strategy of reaching out to past clients. One guy put his hand up and I was like, hey, mate, Josh, what do you, what do you need to say? Uh, and he said this and it was simply, you told me to send this message to all of my past clients. I'm up to J in my phone book. Mm. and I've already generated 5K. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like what he did there was he simply looked at his current pool, the customers that he's utilised and worked with in the past, and he reached out to them. You know, you have this massive treasure chest with the clients you've already worked with that you just need to open. And the only way to open it is to, you know, I, I look at it like a, a genie in the bottle. You need to rub that lamp. You know, you need, to, you need to talk to them. You need to communicate with them. You need to have some form of action where you touch them in a way, I'm not talking, I'm just talking, you know what I'm talking about, right? So that they know that contact you're around. Them. Contact them. That's a way better word. Don't touch them. Don't, don't go touching customers. Contact customers. Apply contact. Apply pressure. Oh, my God. Now, am I getting worse? Yep, yes, cool. But anyway, you get the point. Uh, rub that lamp. Bring out that customer. Uh, they'll give you three wishes. And one will be that they give you more revenue. <laughs> you get to help them a little bit more. Um, you make things sound so much nicer than I do. Yeah, but I mean, in the end, yes, you're generating more work from them, 100%. Mm. Um, also, if your business changes, make your customers aware of that. If you are adding on a service, so if you're in, a, in the electrical space, you're now starting air conditioning. 
let everyone that you've ever worked with know that you're doing that now. now. Mm. Because those people will have a relationship with you already and they might just be looking for you to do the aircon. And it does work. It really works. It really works. Um, one other thing that I sometimes see in systems is, oh, yeah, I did a quote for this person and it didn't go ahead and I did it ages ago. We already touched on this just really briefly, but you need to have a quote follow-up process that makes sure that if you gave out a quote that you follow up with that client after a certain amount of time to see, do you still need this work done? Um, if not, is there anything else that we can do for you? Mm. Did you know we also do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And then you might have the ability to give them another quote. So do not leave thousands or tens of thousands of dollars sitting in your computer system or in an Excel spreadsheet, please don't do that, or on a whiteboard where you said, I gave this guy a quote or this family a quote and they never got back to me. It's not up to them to get back to you. It's nope. up to you to follow them up. Fortunes are in the follow-up. Yep. Wise man once told me, Scott Priosti, shout out to you. Lots of love. <laughs> is, that Fortunes go, are in the follow-up. Is that going on the wall? For Ah, oh, that is. Can you remind me to put that up on the wall when we get up yeah. there? All right. Yeah. Um, what uh, else? Where do people leave? Where do people leave the money? Yeah, I, I think When one. it comes to customers? Yeah. There's just so many places that we do it. Like I was talking to a group of guys the other day, like guys with big start, like teams. And they were like, you know, our guys just get in, get the job done and get out of there and they don't have time to do the other stuff. Well, give them time. Create time. Create time. Create. I, 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 I use squeezing lemons as an analogy a lot, mm. okay? I always say that your staff effectively like, you want to think of them as a bag of lemons. Yep. And you want to think of customers as a single lemon. <laughs> a customer is a single lemon, meaning you should be trying to squeeze, trying to extract or squeeze as much juice out of them as you can. But staff, staff are a bag of lemons. All right. Yeah. And what you should be trying to do is if I tried to squeeze every single lemon in a box of lemons, as hard as I could, what am I going to get? Sore wrist. All right. But if I squeeze it to 85%, I'm going to be able to squeeze the whole box and probably end up with not a, heart, not a sore wrist. Mm. And that's what we think about with staff is like your staff get burnt out. If they're constantly working at 100%, your staff get burnt out. And you can't extract maximum value from them. So you want to think of your staff as, all right, I'm going to try and get 85% out of you with how much work I've got booked in for you so that you have the ability to be squeezed again and get a little bit more out of you later on. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Good. I find it really... I mean, the bag and the single do you find, lemon. Do you find lemons confronting? <laughs> no, oh. I like lemons. I just think um, it is important to think long-term with anyone you deal with. And, like, squeezing a lemon, yes, that is a great picture. I think it's so important what you just said. Do not burn out your staff because that's going to hurt you in the long run way more than squeezing as much out of a single customer as possible mm. that like if you like basically take advantage of people look that lemon is not gonna you know they're not gonna recommend <laughs> other people to come i to don't you feel like you're that off. good with the lemon analogy <laughs> no, definitely not nah. well, let's no. leave the lemon analogies to me <laughs> okay but i'm just saying that look after your team so they can look after your clients in the best way possible mm. I like it. Um, for me, one thing that people actually, they leave money on the table because they don't actually send the invoices. 
Yeah. And not on a timely, in a timely manner. So I know I harp on about this. I, I go over this a bit. But you need to send the invoice so the client can pay you. So once you've done the job, send that out and then follow people up. That's not just leaving money on the table. Like that's, that's doing work for free. That's doing work for free. Yeah. Like it's not that you left it there and you only took some of it. It's like, well, that money's there, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> I, do it. I don't want any money. Yeah. Um, imagine if we worked with banks. It would be so different. Any yeah. of you traders out there a bank? No. Mm. So stop giving out loans. Stop letting people get away with not paying you for a period of time longer than they should. So I think realising what else can we offer mm-hmm. to uh, one person? Yep. What else can we offer to all of our clients? Um, How can we get more people from one person? Yeah. Referrals? Um, what can we do on site while we're there to do a better job, to upsell, to get that job value up? Um, how can we follow up with people that we haven't heard from and making sure that we send out those invoices? Do you I, have any others? I don't, but I have a challenge. Like, I do like a challenge. Go for it. I have a simple challenge that for every month this year, you extract an extra $1,000 from each of the chests. Yep. You effectively get yourself to a point where you are reducing your expenses by $1,000. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you are getting yourself to a point where you are making an extra $1,000 per month just by squeezing that little bit harder. Because if we take those two things, that is worth an extra $24,000 a year to you. And I don't think there's many people out there that don't want an extra 24K. No. Just from opening the two chests, getting more out of them. Yeah. I think if you run your overheads and your operations on a very... um, streamline level already it's going to be hard to find a thousand bucks a month it will be but mm. my challenge is still going to stand yeah like it doesn't bother me like if, if you're if i think the, start it yeah that's the whole do point it right here. now because if, especially if it's recurring items you're going to save that that's the point it's yeah. not like it's you have to find a new thousand dollars every month but like if you can save 50 bucks on your phone plan mm. then that's 50 dollars straight away you know yeah. and we're already at 500 for the year Yep. Cool. Now, if you can go and save $100 on your insurance, well, cool, that's the 100 You know, so it's, the whole point of the exercise is to go in with a goal and either beat it or get as close as you can. It kind of comes down to that whole, like, did I succeed if I don't hit the number? Yeah, because you took a step forward. Yep. You know, and then on the revenue one, if you can make an extra $1,000 every single month out of customers, um, you know, for some of the big players out there, you might not feel like that's a huge amount of money. But once again, I challenge you, do you want $24,000 in your account or do you not? Because if you don't, I will shout out my BSB and account numbers and you can transfer me that money if you don't want it. Because um, that's the fucking mentality you should have. Like, so the number is? Yeah, <laughs> money is money. You know, it's, it's, your, it's your money. And if you're willing to throw it out, cool. But if you want more of it, some really simple strategies to make more. Yeah, I think... Um, Big downfall that people will face is you actually need to be on top of your numbers mm-hmm. to do this. So my challenge would be to do Mitch's challenge, but you need to look at your books to figure out where you can skim off the top. Where can you save? Where can you do better? Where can you extract more? You need to actually review your figures on a regular basis 
to not just coast and go, oh, yeah, well, my bank account is doing this. You actually need to go and sit down and identify the areas where you can improve your business. I remember hearing once, I, can't, I have no idea who said it, but they said the quickest way to uh, have more money in your bank account is to look at your bank account every day mm-hmm. and to set one goal and one goal only. To have more that money. That each day you have more in there than the previous day and that you do whatever it takes to make that happen. Yeah. Like just keep it real simple. And about the key to that is that you are looking consistently. Mm. Yeah. And you said that you are looking at your accounts regularly. Regularly is not yearly. It is not quarterly. It is not monthly. It is more than that. Yeah. You know, if you want it to be daily or every couple of days, but even weekly to me is not enough. That's the, the, the you reviewing individual jobs on a weekly or daily basis, knowing that each job is actually providing maximum value will drive you forward so much quicker than you think. Just having that review, doing that research in your own business to say, I, I think it went like this, but did it actually go like that? Right. I got nothing more. Well, that's a really decent treasure chest, I think. Enjoy opening it. Enjoy finding it. Yeah, let us know what you find Enjoy and where s- you made improvements. I reckon there's a few rubies hidden. Mm. See ya. Bye.